0: There are things in the kingdom that are beyond our comprehension. They are so saturated with love and mercy and forgiveness and revelation that we have not yet even begun to dip our toes in the oceans of what he has for us. Even though Paul said, "I has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered the heart and the mind of man, what God prepares for those who love him, but the Spirit will reveal it. We are dipping our toes, and he comes tonight to say, I have chosen you to be here tonight. Because tonight the Father wants to... Talk to us about a passage we don't hear preached very often because hidden inside the heart of the Messiah when he taught this was, this is the way I lived in the power of my Father's endless thank you. And this is my gift to those who would like to truly live as I live. There was only one time that Jesus shared something. And he shared it with his disciples, not just the 12, but all who had been following him. And he shared it. And they said to him, that's a hard thing to say. In the Greek, they said, that is violent and that is offensive to us. and they walked away from him. But before we get to that passage, I need to make a small connection to last month so that you see the fullness and the beauty of it. Last month I shared with some of you that When I went away for a week of prayer, one of the things Jesus shared over and over with me was, please make my death count. Uh, My body has forgotten my blood. And they're running after expressions of the kingdom. That they are sons and daughters in me, that there's the Father's blessing, that there's prosperity, that there's signs and wonders, and that there's miracles and prophecies, and oh, and it's the end times. And he said, all those expressions are true, and they are my kingdom, but my body is running after the expressions of the kingdom and forgetting me, the author and the finisher of all those expressions, and so they are getting further and further away from me, and they know it not. They feel my presence, they feel my glory, but they are far away from me in my heart. And then he took me to the passage in Revelation 5. That says this. I saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? No one in heaven or earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look into it. And I, John, began weeping loudly because no one was found worthy. And one of the elders said to me, weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he's conquered, so he can open. But he didn't. It was a moment when even the elders and the angels were about to receive revelation. Because then John says, I saw a lamb. And I saw a lamb standing as though he had been slain. When the lamb had taken the scroll, the living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls of incense, which were the prayers of all the saints. And I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, voices of many angels numbering myriads of myriads of thousands of thousands. And they were saying, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And then all heaven collapsed in worship. And perhaps the key thought from last month that ties into this was that the word that they were singing in heaven that John heard was worthy is the lambkin, which is the name for a little lamb that's just been birthed and that is so helpless the lambkin can't even get its own afterbirth off. It needs mama. Can't even stand on its wobbly legs until mama gets under and nestles and supports it a little bit. And the lamb doesn't know what to do, where to go, how to eat. And all of a sudden, there is a shift in heaven from surely the lion of Judah will open the seal to, oh my goodness. The son of the living God went to earth as a lambkin. Helpless. And throughout all the years of his life, he never once left his position as a lambkin, utterly dependent. And he was very honest about it. He said, I can do nothing on my own. I only say what the Father tells me to say. I, I'm helpless. I, I I don't want to say anything on my own. I don't even know what to say unless the Father tells me to say it. And he says, I'm helpless. I have chosen helplessness. I only do what the Father tells me to do. I have lost my life long before I went to the cross. And even my humanity, I have laid it down to be a lambkin. And in that moment, you can almost feel revelations resounding throughout the heavens. Of, oh, worthy is the lambkin. And the unfathomable love that he would be that for us. With your permission, I'm going to side for a moment. And I just want to read scriptures that remind us what the blood is all about. Leviticus 1711. Don't try to write them down Just or look them up. Pretty please, just let them hit your spirit. Pretty please. Leviticus 1711. The life of a creature is in the blood. We are a creature. And the blood makes atonement for the whole of our life. You know Isaiah 53. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we're healed. Matthew 26, 28. This is my blood of the new covenant that will bring forgiveness to everyone. No blood, no forgiveness we would all stand before God with no forgiveness if it had not been for the lambkin and his blood. Acts twenty twenty eight. keep watch over yourselves and the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you pastors and overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. No blood, no church, no family of God. No ministers, no pastors, apostles, prophets, etc. Romans 3:25. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. God did this to demonstrate his own righteousness, because in his patient forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. Without the blood of Christ, we have no revelation of the Father's love and patience and righteousness. Ephesians 1.7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will. According to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Christ in heaven and earth. Without the blood, we have no forgiveness. Without the blood, we'd never hear his voice. We would never know our purpose the world would spin through eons of time with no God overseeing it, no intervention of Christ, no plan for the fullness of times, no end times without the blood. Everything is null and void. Ephesians 2.13, now in Christ Jesus You who were once far away from him are brought in by the blood of Christ. We could never even know of God. He could not even listen to your prayers without the blood. The blood is the only thing that allows you to have credence with him so he hears your voice. It's the only thing that allows you to sense his presence. Colossians 1.20, for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth, things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross, without a blood, we would never be reconciled to God, to ourselves, or to anyone else. We would live in violent conflict with ourselves and everyone. Mental illness would reign inside of every one of our souls. There would be no healing, no power to reconcile us to peace without the blood. Hebrews 9, 14, How much more then will the blood of Christ who, through the eternal Spirit, offered himself unblemished before God to cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the loving God? Our conscience would constantly be tormenting us with everything we have ever done, every moment of our lives, if it were not for the blood. There'd be nothing in you to serve him apart from what the blood has done in you. Nothing. In any of us. Hebrews 10, 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. You pray for yourself. You pray for loved ones. You you couldn't even get his ear. We enter the most holy presence of God. We dialogue with Him. We believe in Him. We know Him by the blood. The blood opened the way. The blood. They triumphed over the accuser of the brethren. In the word of their testimony. Hebrews 13, 20. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus Christ, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good. And work within you all that's pleasing in his sight. Without the blood, you have no gifts, abilities in the spirit, You have no anointing. You have no power. Without the blood, we have no access to the equipment, if you will, of the kingdom of God. It is ours by the blood covenant. 1 Peter 1-2, to those who've been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Christ and sprinkled with blood, to these may grace and peace be multiplied. No blood, no grace and peace to us. Much less multiplied. First Peter one nineteen. You are delivered from the empty ways of your forefathers, not by silver and gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Every sin that anyone in your family lineage ever done, you would still be paying the price and the curse of it. We are delivered from the empty ways of our parents, our grandparents, and generations before that by the blood. Not be adopted as a child unless there was the blood. He bore upon his own body our sins that we might die to sin and live to righteousness and by his wounds we're healed. First John 1 John 1.7 If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with him and the blood of Jesus just cleanses us from all our sin nature. When John was drawn up into heaven, Revelations 1, 5, and 6. Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom and priests unto God. Revelation seven fourteen, And he asked me, who are these? And John said, I answered. You know who these are. These are the ones who've come out of the Great Tribulation and have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. No blood. We have no value. It is the blood that gives us our identity as children of God. It is our blood that makes us sons and daughters. It is his blood that allows the Holy Spirit to be within us. It is the blood, the blood, the blood that does everything for us. Everything. And all the expressions of the kingdom, whether it's father's blessings, sons and daughters, signs and wonders, prophecy, end times, prosperity, you name anything of the kingdom, they are all good, excellent, and the father loves to give them all, but not one exists apart from the blood. The only reason we have this scripture is to let us know of the power of the blood and the invitation it is to transform all of us from mere mortals to eternal beings who are the sons and daughters of the Most High God. The only reason we know of the temple in the Old Testament and the Leviticus books of all the blood offerings is because their credence was before the foundations of the earth the lamb was slain. It's the only reason they're relevant to us now is because they reveal the blood. So here is what Jesus said to the disciples. John six 53 and following. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood truly dwells in me and I truly dwell in him. As the living Father has sent me, as the living Father has sent me, sent me and I live because of the father so whoever feeds on me he also will live because of me and they said to him this is harsh this is violent this is offensive language and the disciples walked away and he turned to his twelve and said are you leaving too? Mm-mm. And then Jesus said to him something that is, is so profound. He said, you know, it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits you nothing. And the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. In other words, no one's going to understand this unless the spirit quickens it to them. He that eats my flesh. It's he who eats my humanity. He who lives in the flesh as I lived in the flesh. How did he live in the flesh? He was a lambkin. And he chose to be totally dependent. The Father, and to not activate his human efforts, and chose to be a lambkin. He who eats my flesh, he who eats my style of humanity, living utterly dependent upon the Father, not appear in your head. And he who drinks my blood, he who has made my blood their sustenance, their nourishment. And the understanding is, this is all I thirst for. This is all I'm hungry for to be a lambkin like him and eat his flesh and the only thing I'm thirsty for is I want more of his blood I want to understand his blood I want to live by the power of his blood and he said the one that does that I'll dwell in you and you'll dwell in me and the picture there is of an inseparable oneness It's not a synergy of hospitality. I dwell at your house. You come dwell at my house, but sometimes we're in between and we're not together. The image is we are so, you dwelling in me and me in you, that there is not even a molecular structure between us. We cannot be separated. He is saying, disciples, if you will eat my flesh, if you will soak, saturate, dwell on, go deeper into the revelation of how I lived in the flesh as a lambkin, utterly dependent upon him, if you will eat that and make it your your meat. You're, you're everything. That's what you're hungry for. And if you will drink my blood and let it be the only thing you're thirsty for, is I just want to know, how did your blood go before me in this situation? How is your blood going to activate a promise for this? How is your blood going to, what, what has your blood brought me for this situation, for this moment? What? i just thirsty for your blood and to see the life that is in the blood that makes atonement for the whole of my life. He said, Just do this, and I'll come so close to you. And as the living Father sent me, and I live because of him, you will live because of me. Hidden in that line is a whisper for those with a heart to hear of the power of a thank you. You know, the kingdom things, there's one one realm that's obvious. And then the deeper and deeper you go, the less obvious it is. And Jesus said, that's why I tell parables. Because some of the secrets of the kingdom are not for everyone. But the closer you come to me in intimacy, the parables, you understand them deeper. His teachings get deeper. All of a sudden, you see things very differently because the closer you are to him, the more you see and understand his heart, and he pulls back the veil. And it's our glory, Scripture says, to seek out these truths with him. He shall live. Because of me, he shall live by me. The word there for live, yes, it is life, exaggerative, exuberant, bountiful, abundant, without end. But many commentators translate this live as endless kingdom. That if you will eat my flesh and drink my blood, I will dwell in you and you will dwell in me. And the kingdom endlessly is yours. Now. And yes, it includes all those expressions of the kingdom, of receiving the healing, mind, heart, body, soul, and spirit, the promises, the prophecies, the signs and wonders, all those expressions of the kingdom. But for the one who will live like a lamb, the Father is grateful. And the one Whose first go to is to drink the blood. That when you have a need, it's like, I know the blood has provided for this need. And it is by the blood that the promises of God are mine. And the one that will just see the blood first, not like, what am I going to do? And oh, I need more faith. I need this. No, 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 no sweet ones, no. It's still by grace. Every situation, every moment is still grace. It's not up to you. See, we forget that we came in as lambkins, and then we think. But when a need arises, or a dream is in your heart, Get in your head. You go, Jesus, I know the blood covered this. And the blood makes the kingdom of God available to me in this realm. I am staking everything on the power of your blood. And he rushes to you and goes, yes. it is still only those with the faith of a child shall inherit the fullness of the kingdom the biggest danger for those of us that have been a believer for a long time is we forget it's not about us And the burden's not on us. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. It's not all about our faith, our knowledge, our this, our... What is preeminent is, I came in by the blood. I'm living by the blood. Period. And yes, we are called to eat his flesh. And the more in awe and wonder we are at this... Son of God who came to live as a lambkin. His image begins to weave into us. And the more we look at him as a lambkin, it rubs off on us. And what we see, we become. And then a deeper peace and rest comes to us because we know. I can't do anything about this. And the truth is, why would I want to? When the one who is perfect wisdom loves me and all my loved ones and loves the people in other nations infinitely beyond what I would, why would I want to settle for me? Even with an anointing and a word of the Scripture, why would I settle for me? When I can come as a lambkin, and I can't speak for you, but I will freely say... I have had seasons in my life, and I'm sure you have too, tragedy hits, trauma hits, or this hits, or that, or whatever you want to say, and I can tell you freely, there have been times I've been a lambkin, and I could not have gotten that afterbirth off of me no matter what I did, and I could not have steadied my wobbly legs, much less got myself together, knew the path to go that would lead to the feast of the kingdom, I could not have. Maybe you could have, but I could not have. And then, the blood. (laughs) Jesus, the old timers used to say it. I grew up hearing it all the time. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. And you know what? I plead the blood. Mm -hmm. And I come not, not on what I know, what I sense, what I hear, what this, what that. I come by the blood in childlike wonder, saying I have a king who loves me <laughs> infinitely and who's placed a dream in my heart to touch nations. How silly of a little girl from South Carolina. But I have the blood, and I'm a covenant daughter, with a covenant husband. Discussion ended. It is the blood. And it is him saying, wake up to what you already know, dear ones. You know this message. You know you can't do anything on your own. And even if you're relying on wisdom for the past, who says it works in the present? God is changing seasons in the world and what was wisdom a year ago is no longer wisdom now. He's a God on the move. We all know, if we're honest. Kingdom's upside down. The last shall be first. The least shall be the greatest. And as Scripture says, the whole world will think you're a fool. That's a biblical term for fool. Don't know anything. But to the one who will say, Jesus, I don't know how, but I really want to learn how to eat your flesh and eat of that lamb nature until I've digested it so much. It's an integral incarnate part of me. And I want to run to drink your blood at every thought and your blood promises and your blood covenant until it's the only thing I thirst for. And I celebrate all the expressions of the kingdom, but let me never chase one of them more than I do the honoring of the lamb. And the power of his blood that makes all those expressions possible. Please keep me simple, Jesus. And when you honor the blood, the Father whose pleasure it is to give you the kingdom runs to you. And you will see things in the kingdom you never dreamed possible and you will see things inside yourself and about yourself and through yourself and in the world and others. You'll just, everything will look different. He promises that, and I give testimony. It's true. Everything changes because you begin living in the power of his. Thank you. And any time you've ever begged and begged, it begins to slip away because now You're eating the flesh and drinking the blood of Christ. Would you please pass out communion? You know, dear ones, you can just imagine a conversation between Father and Jesus and Jesus looking down the ages and seeing the bride and saying, Father, Name the gift, name the price, whatever it is, I'll pay it for her to be my bride. And he said, Son, the life is in the blood. And for her to stand equally yoked with you in the earth and in heaven, she must live by your blood. So when you say Jesus like Paul I've decided to know nothing aside from Jesus Christ crucified and risen Paul was saying "I, I don't know anything aside from the blood what happened on that cross and that resurrection is all I know when Paul was at the church of Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 He said the cup of thanksgiving, talking about the blood, the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks, is it not participation in the blood of Christ? And he used that word, participation. When you drink this, is this not participation with the blood of Christ? Not just receiving and remembering. This is participation. Where I say, all I want to drink is your blood. I want to be thirsty for the things your blood purchased in this earth so your death counts. And not one drop of this blood is wasted. I want to participate in the blood of Christ. I want revelation about the blood of Christ so that with your heart and with your mercy I may release it that your heart's desires, Lord, may be met in the earth. Yes, I want to participate in the blood. Would you honor the blood of Christ? And Paul said, the bread that we break Is this not the bread of participation in the body of Christ? It's an understanding of we're we're in it with Christ. Co-laborers, bride and bridegroom, fiancé, we're in this participating in the body of Christ participating in at times his sufferings because we live in an ungodly world, but participants with him as we love the body of Christ in all her glory, and all her human foibles, and we are participants in longing that the body of Christ would grow ever more to eat of his flesh and drink his blood, and that they would desire nothing more than his death would count. And that we would become love. I invite you, participate in the body. Jesus said, eat my flesh, eat my humanity. In essence, to the disciples, you've seen the way I live. You see I go off in prayer. You see I don't say anything unless the Father tells me to say it. You see I don't do anything on my own. You see I live as a lamb. Eat my flesh and drink my blood. They were good Jews. They knew the power of the blood. They knew that the life of the Jew depended on the blood in the Old Testament. And everything in their life revolved around blood offerings. Everything. Everything. I'll dwell in you and you'll dwell in me. and And as I lived by the Father, you'll live by me. And I'll show you realms of the kingdom that are endless. This is my thank you to you. You eat my flesh, you drink my blood. I will dwell with you so nothing gets between us. And I will continually reveal the kingdom to you. Everything my blood purchased I will reveal to you because he loves you and so dear ones in some ways I know the message is like back to a beginning message of a new convert but if you hear it it really isn't at all it's saying come up here like John did and look. You know what? We pray for heaven to come to earth a lot, don't we? What's heaven about? The worship of the Lamb. No, it talks about the churches, it comes back to the Lamb. It talks about the seals, it comes back to the Lamb. It talks about the wraths, it comes back to the Lamb. It continually comes back to the Lamb and to the Lamb and to the Lamb and to the Lamb. And it talks that when faithful and true shall mount his horse and he shall ride back into this globe, the clothes he wears will be a garment dipped in the blood. The kingdom of heaven is most humbly and yet powerfully brought to the earth when we honor what heaven honors. Worthy is the lambkin. Worthy. Is the lamb?